Hello! Welcome to Unreasonable Doubt, a podcast about West Virginia University basketball. I'm Josh Witt. Episode 29, Iowa State. Follow me on Instagram, at Burning Springs. Facebook, go to the search bar, type in Unreasonable Doubt. The podcast page will come up. Hit the blue thumb, like the page, follow the podcast there. West Virginia did not have their best game of the season. Only made, I believe, five threes for the game. But out-rebounded Iowa State by 20 and won by 15, 85-70. So they split the season series with Iowa State. Iowa State had seven players available. All seven played. One of the guys that killed, now everybody killed West Virginia in the first Iowa State game because, as we learn later, West Virginia had the flu. This game, West Virginia did not have the flu. Iowa State, they've suffered some injuries. A guy had a death in the family, so they only had seven players. One of the bench guys who only played two minutes in the first game against West Virginia, he played six minutes this game. And he only shot one time. It was from the corner. And he shot a three where he tried to move the backboard. He hit the corner of the backboard so hard, I thought the backboard was going to become crooked compared to the baseline. It did not. The other guy played more than that. He played like 10 minutes. He only scored one point. So Iowa State's bench scoring... One more than Josh Witt. And yet, they were in the game in the first half, Iowa State was. Down nine at the half. West Virginia pulled out to a 15-point lead a couple of times in the second half. But they stuck around. And the ESPN commentators were very keen on that being the case. The point guard for Iowa State, with about seven minutes left hit a junk bank three to cut the lead to 11. And I couldn't be the only one watching them cut the lead to 11 with that shot and think bad thoughts. Like, oh no. Here we go again. And yet, at that point, number one in the trust ranking stepped up. Javon Carter... After that bank, he flipped the switch. Have you seen the movie Over the Top with Sylvester Stallone? Similar to him, except Carter didn't have a hat on to turn around backwards. Carter flipped the switch, and he went into attack mode. And so after that three, he came down quickly, drove it to the rim, scored. Iowa State responded with a dunk. Carter came back down, right to the rim, made the shot, layup. Iowa State missed. Carter, guess what he did? He drove. He got close to the rim. He shot. He scored. The next time he did it again. He did not make it. He did get fouled. But on four straight possessions, Javon Carter said, "Uh, Guys, I'm just going to go to the rim. If I get fouled, great. If not... I'm going to make the shot. And four of those trips, 
turned into a game over situation. And even with that, even with a over-the-top Lincoln Hawk performance in those couple of minutes, it wasn't Carter's best game. The stat line says, great, 24 points, 7 rebounds. But Carter had some weird turnovers. He wasn't, it wasn't his best defensive game. Uh, the other point, the point guard for Iowa State got 29. Not all of those were against Carter, but he did get past Carter a couple times. The MVP for this game goes to Issa Ahmad. He's been a real Jekyll and Hyde. He's, he's not human roller coaster swings because he got started later than the other guys in the season. But he was great in this game. 18 points, season-high 11 rebounds, 4 offensive, 3 assists. With him, I always look at the turnover stat line. He only had 1. He was very active, made a few threes, gave another rebounding presence compared to Kanate, who's been consistent with that. So MVP of the game goes to Ahmad. Random thoughts coming up. Random thoughts for the Iowa State game. Something was off just a little bit with West Virginia this game. And it's hard to point your finger at what was off. I'm going to try. Here's the weird things that happened in this game. Kanate, great stat line, similar to Carter. 14 points, 9 rebounds, 6 blocks. But he was 6 of 14 shooting, so he missed a bunch of close ones. For the second time here recently, he sat a lot in the first half because Huggins was annoyed with him. So... Good stat line, but not his best game. Beetle Bolden, two points, fouled out. So I don't know when the last time Beetle Bolden was fouled out. Not that I can remember. Logan Rout with Kanate sitting in the first half. Rout got some decent minutes. He actually got fouled in the act of shooting and went to the free throw line. Made one of two, but to see him shoot free throws is is a rare bird. D'Angelo Hunter got dusted off and played. Haven't seen that guy in a while. He played 12 minutes. A lot of D'Angelo Hunter did not score. But it was interesting to see him and so much of him. <laughs> Lamont West did not make a three, but he had Two shots close to the basket where he made it and got fouled. So Lamont West had eight points, all of which in the paint. Just weird. It's not It's not a typical Lamont West game. And here's the other weird thing. And this is going to sound negative, but it's not... It's not negative. It's just weird. Javon Carter was celebrated for being the... uh, Let me get this right, because it's a very specific thing that he accomplished. He's the first guy in a major conference to score career-wise 1,500 points, 500 rebounds, 500 assists, 
and 300 steals. And I'm a big fan of Javon Carter. He's made the senior leap. He's number one on the trust rankings. He's West Virginia's best player. He could be an All-American. He could win Defensive Player of the Year out of college basketball. All those things can be true. And yet, all those things that I mentioned that he's the only guy to have done I don't understand it. It seems random. I feel like it's a made-up stat. It's like you just pick numbers and say, Ooh, uh, nobody's done that. Well, somebody's done that, but just not in a col- in a major college conference. Uh, now, I like the idea of you just throwing that out as a stat and say, you got to pay attention to how how great Javon Carter was in his career. And I would tip my cap and say, absolutely. And I watched him play, and he was great. He overachieved based on his abilities. This year, he's averaged way more assists than ever. He didn't come in as a point guard. Huggins kind of, by necessity... Pushed him that way. His ball handling has improved tremendously. He's going to finish his career probably number two all-time in assists in WVU history. He's already got the steals record career-wise. He might end up top ten in scoring. So all those things are great, and those make sense. But I'm not going to tell uh, people who didn't see Javon Carter when I get older, hey, the thing about Javon Carter that you have to remember is that he's the only guy, (laughs) he's the only guy at the time in a major conference to score 1,500 points, get 500 rebounds, 500 assists, and 300 steals because I'm afraid somebody would punch me in the face if I told him that. But also, it's so specific and it's made up. Just say he's a really good player, which he is. Final thoughts coming up. Final thoughts for the Iowa State game. Congratulations to Kansas. The Jayhawks win the Big 12 regular season title for the 14th year in a row. I don't have to have anything negative about that. That's, that's, a, that's an amazing statistic that I understand. All you can say is congratulations. Watch the clips of Kansas versus Texas Tech. Devontae Graham was hitting circus shots. And they did what West Virginia couldn't do, which is beat Texas Tech in Lubbock. I like the coach for Kansas. I'm not annoyed by them at all. A heartfelt congratulations to their team. But here's a hot take. The streak ends at 14. Kansas will not win it next year. Here's another hot take. It's not going to be West Virginia that wins it either. And you know why? The travel schedule. West Virginia cannot win the Big 12 
when the closest college that they play is in Ames, Iowa. I mean, it's it's scheduled losses with that kind of travel. And here's another hot take. Connecticut's not going to win the American Athletic Conference because they got to go play SMU and Tulsa and Houston. So when you travel like that, Connecticut is the only team I can think of similar to West Virginia with the amount of travel they have to do in the basketball season. And so when you play 30-31 games and you're flying a bunch, long distances, it's tough to be consistent and to win road games. So I don't want to use it as an excuse, and I am glad West Virginia is in the Big 12 instead of the American Athletic Conference, but it doesn't make for regular season championships. They can win the, the Big 12 tournament, and I don't think it affects what they do in the big tournament. But regular season, tough to win in a in a conference, number one, that has Kansas. And number two, you're the only team that has to travel as much as they do. Funny story to end this podcast. The reason it's late being published is because I went with my family to actually Morgantown. I was in Morgantown. The day of the Iowa State game, I was there for my oldest daughter's gymnastics meet. On the way, and and we spent the night in a hotel, and so we checked out. We were, uh, me and my family were on the elevator with a, what I learned was a hotel worker. She was saying, uh, paying compliments to uh, my daughter's. She wished us, uh, I believe she said, uh, I hope you all have safe travels. And then I hit her with a, you too. <laughs> you too. Oh, wait. You work here? Oh, well, you got to travel home, right? So I wish you safe travels on your trip home. By the time I was saying those last couple of sentences, she had already disengaged. I was just yammering, and I gave myself a fist pump. Like, I hit her with the U2 that doesn't apply. Listen to Brian Regan, the comedian Brian Regan. He he talks about doing the U2 and, and says it much better than I do. But I'm good for about 10 of those a year. And so today was a great U2 moment. So I wanted to share that with you all. That's it for this episode. Listen to Unreasonable Doubt on Anchor, anchor.fm slash Unreasonable Doubt, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, uh, Pocket Casts, <laughs> subscribe, Overcast, subscribe, rate the podcast, five stars, leave a review. The next game for WVU, Senior Night, Monday, 9 p.m., ESPN2, against Texas Tech. West Virginia lost by one in Lubbock earlier in the season. This is when, if you beat West Virginia, you should storm the court. 
because West Virginia was ranked second in the country. Wes Harris forearm shivered at Court Stormer. That's how long ago West Virginia played Texas Tech. Texas Tech coming uh, coming into this game losing three in a row, including the loss to Kansas at home. They're dealing with injuries. Their best player is coming back from an injury. He's not 100%. They've got a couple of freshmen who are really good. One of the guys, number two, I would describe him as athletic. And he stands out. So it's going to be a tough game. Hopefully West Virginia can win another game at home and send off Carter and Miles last game in Morgantown with a win. Until then, I'm Josh Witt. This has been Unreasonable Doubt. WVU is 21-8. and